0: Estás escuchando Adamair MDG Terapia de Dibujos Animados Subterráneos.
1: What's up guys? Hope you're baked for this one, cause you're listening to Adamair M D G E D Underground Cartoon Fucking Therapy. Motherfucker. Mm. Welcome back guys Today we got a special guest My buddy out in the Bronx in New York Mr. Carlo Quispe. Probably saying that wrong (laughs) We're going to find out how you say it on the show He's a beautiful dude He's going to talk about His struggle and strife inside the gay community In New York Doing underground comics Dealing with censorship And Smug assholes who think you have to be stereotyped to be gay and all this other shit. We're gonna listen to it. We'll see what he has to say. <laughs> He's a good guy, and I hope you guys enjoyed this fucking episode.
0: <laughs>
1: What's up, guys? Uh, had to take a little break, you know. Been dealing with fucking, uh, craziness just like the rest of you guys but i wanted to have a sweet fun episode today you oh, know and uh i want to have a good friend um that is both mutually friends with both me and mike diana in new york and uh welcome back into the studio for the first time welcome back <laughs> carlo quispe Did i say your name right dude
0: you know what it's the most difficult thing for people to do To do it's it's fine. It's it's keyspe with like a silent silent you.
1: God damn it. (laughs) Do you want me to go back and try this again? No, no, it's okay, it's okay.
0: It'll be mandatory for everybody to learn that shit. So
1: that's the best thing I'm gonna hear all day. Yeah, one
0: day, one day. It'll be a bilingual mandatory bilingual education.
1: You know, it was kinda like that in Ohio when I was a kid, you had to learn both Spanish and French.
0: Okay. That was oh, like and a, French?
1: yeah. That was because we're so close to, uh, you know, the Canadian border. But there's enough um, Hispanic employee, oh, in Akron or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that fascinating. Time. That's cool. You know, that's one of the things I've always wanted to do, is to learn French, because there's like a lot of like erotic writers. Yeah. That I like, and like uh, erotic comics, mm. uh, too, that are in French that I don't, you know, don't have translation, you know, or like, it's just like bad translation, you know? So, yeah, it's always one of the things I've always wanted to do.
1: How hard is it for you to, are you like me, is it harder to get a grip on learning another language?
0: Oh, I just think it's like a matter of practice, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, even when even with Spanish, sometimes when you don't practice it, you kind of lose a little bit of it. I was... So, I think, I think it's just a matter of having time. You know, to
1: do it. I was trying to do that duo, um, but man, really, I just need someone that knows how to speak it in front of me. I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of the best route mm-hmm. of direction for my dumbass, anyway.
0: <laughs> you know, I I really, you know, I know just two languages, really. You know, but that's because I came here as as a little kid. But uh, I really haven't learned another one, so you know, it's on me. That's on me.
1: I feel the same way, man. Um, well, I know you're, we're both working on comics right now, so that's some pretty cool uh, timing. Um, uh, we were talking before we got the show started. Did you want to talk about that uh, again? Because I thought that was interesting, what you were working on.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yesterday I was spending all... I mean, I'm not spending all day today too, doing this comic, but um, it's about uh, monsters. And uh, the Bronx. Right?
1: Nice, yeah.
0: And so, um, I've just always been inspired by the idea of like uh, an alien invasion, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in this uh, in this comic, uh, the uh, the alien invasion comes by way of like an asteroid, and so it starts to like change people into monsters, right? Yeah but uh my uh, characters start like getting superpowers right and so i was making it like very realistic like people would what they would say you know they they would talk about you know seeing a doctor about it or something as though it was a a serious thing right yeah uh and it was just like most boring thing you know, I was just, like, real, but the most boring thing. Like, I didn't even want to read it. And so this morning, I woke up, and the initial idea was always just to fight monsters. You know, like, the idea was to get these powers to fight monsters. Yeah. You know, like, they, you know, their power is that they turn into a monster, right? But then my character's... One has power of fire. One has like the power of like, electricity.
1: It's more um, elemental.
0: I think one is going to fly, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, just so that it's not so elemental. Because I, I don't want to draw water, you know? I mean, I, I don't mind drawing earthquakes. I think the earthquakes are cool. But maybe one will have like a like mind powers, you know?
1: Earthquakes are uh, cool. I wanna see the earthquake maker guy. You know, that definitely Well
0: the the person with mind powers can make earthquakes.
1: He's the psychic with mind
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that happens in in Akira. hmm You know? Like this is the kind of feeling I'm going for anyway. But I think that I was trying to be like cooler than myself, you know, and trying to make like a serious dramatic comic about, you know, getting this alien illness but this morning i was like no 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 this has got to be about monsters and about powers and like showing the powers and like the mo- you know the monsters running away you know what i mean yeah and i started thinking about like serious not not serious but real conflicts that i've had real conflicts that i've had with other human beings you know and uh you know what i wish i could have done right Or or just thinking about, like, my own attitude about, you know, my last last confrontation I had with someone was with, like, this older guy. He could have been, like, twice my age. And he was yelling at a Mexican guy about recycling on the sidewalk. And he just seemed to be, like, he was just berating this guy for, like, over a minute. Like, I thought I would walk by the block. And he would be done yelling by the time I was done walking that block, yeah. and he was still yelling at him. So I walked. I walked back. I told him to stop yelling at the guy. And this guy just immediately started berating me, and like just looking at me up and down and like judging me because I'm wearing shorts, and you know, like ripped up shorts, and because my shirt has a beaver's and butt hit. He started calling me an idiot. What? And just like judging me, you know. God. And I was just like, you know what? The only problem in this street in this moment right now is you. Yep. You're the one who is making a scene and losing their mind. Like you should just go home. Go home and leave us alone. Yeah. Leave us alone. And you know the the guy who he was yelling at was this like big muscly Mexican guy who was just going to take the bullshit. You know cuz he didn't want to make a big deal. He didn't want to get whatever was coming, you know, if he said anything. Right, but you know i was I was just walking you know to to get lunch or something i you know i'm I mean I'm also a Latin guy, but there was no way I was just gonna let this happen you know it and it was none of my business for sure you know um but so after i said after I said that to the guy you know I kind of stood up for myself and the other guy, he was walking away, and I was feeling all like. Big-headed and like I was feeling big right right and I said I yelled at the guy who was older than me, right? Oh, yeah, he he had called me a baby because of my shirt right because I had a cartoon on my shirt hmm and so I might have I don't know what made me do this, but I as he was walking away. I yelled yeah. at him go home and Cry to your mama Right yeah And the guy just, I could just see his head exploding. Like, he dropped the stuff that he was carrying. He turned around. And he just, like, stomped towards me. Like, shoved me, you know, um, and was going to beat me up. But the Mexican guy stopped him, right, and told him to just get out of there. You know, what the fuck? You know, and he's like, um, how could he say that? That's a fucked up thing to say. My mother's dying of cancer. <sighs> I'm like losing my mind. You know, he's like already in a, some kind of hell. Right? Yeah. His own hell. He's right? dealing with it. Yep. It was crazy because you know what? None of us. <laughs> this was like a couple of weeks ago and I should have been wearing my mask, but I, I just went to get lunch, you know? Yeah. And so no, nobody was wearing their mask <laughs> doing this thing. <laughs> Nobody mentioned COVID. Nobody mentioned Trump. Nobody said anything, like, you know, anything racist or anything, right? Yep. It just felt, as I was like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, he pushed me, right? And I I was bleeding all over my arm and my leg. And I was thinking how, you know, how much I wanted to smear that blood on his face, you know, but but, uh, it would just make it, you know, I was just like thinking of a list of things to do to get back at him, right? Yeah. Because I I knew that he was like coming towards me to so that I would throw the first hit or something. This is a guy thing, right? You come towards someone if they throw the first hit, then you can like do whatever you want.
1: You can basically. annihilate right? them. Yeah.
0: So I didn't do anything, right? I, you know, he just shoved me, and it's I just thought. If I hit this guy, it's not going to work out for me at all, you know? Mm. But then, you know, I was thinking that as he was shoving me already. I was already down, right? Yeah. Uh, But finally, the other guy did something, right? He should have been the one standing up to this guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like a young, like, you know, little weak cartoonist,
1: you know? (laughs) I can relate. He's
0: the... the, the, um, you know, construction worker, mm-hmm. right? But um, when I got back home, I was, you know, very upset about it. But yeah, I know that if I if I had done something to him, you know, what if I what if I did do something, right? Like, what if I do a judo move and like made him fall on the sidewalk? What if he hit his head and like, you know, my cousin, he. When he was twenty years old, uh, this was back when when I was in high school. Yeah, I'm sorry to sorry to make this diversion. But no, that's fine. My cousin and my whole family, you know, just parties a lot, and so one night he fell and hit his head and got a brain hemorrhage and died. Oh damn, right. Dude. And so I am like always concerned with like head trauma, right? Yeah. Like um, like even when I fell, I was like. Uh, holding my head, making sure that I didn't hurt my head. Um, I was just thinking, what if I had hurt this guy, you know, this old guy, uh, and he had hit his head, right? I'd be responsible for that shit, right? Like I would feel way worse <laughs> than I feel now, you know, like licking my wounds or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm just glad I, I didn't. I'm just glad I didn't do anything to that other person right yeah i would feel out like way worse you know even though i was probably justified in defending myself i'm thinking now you know it's totally because i said that mom stuff right it was just like i don't know we he he, he turned back into a little kid right yeah uh, even though he was some 65 year old or whatever um yeah it was a crazy moment so i started thinking about i started to make this comic, back to the comic, right? Okay. I started thinking about that confrontation and thinking about, you know, dynamic poses. Like, how would that confrontation have looked if I was outside my body and I was a third person looking at myself, right? Looking at the situation from different angles, right? What would be a cool dynamic angle, right? If I was shooting the movie of this, right, where would I put the camera, right? Mm-hmm. And I ended up with this really cool panel, you know, of like my guy, like using fire against the monsters. Okay. You know, and it's and it's at night, so everything is lit up by the fire, and my other character is like lit up by the electric- electricity. And so it looks cool, you know? Like it's got this weird heavy metal like punk rock kind of look. It actually reminds me a lot of your comics too. Oh yeah. Like, you know, you do all the shading like right away. Yeah. Like full out, you know, just like panel by panel, page by page. Yeah. You know, right. And so that's it. That part feels cool because it just feels like, uh, there's already like a, uh, like a drama, you know, and like a, there's already like an angst, right? And, yeah. Like, the darkness, and like all the etching right it just feels you know like like that kind of 70s 80s early 90s kind of comic you know that could be like photocopied right cuz it's all black and white right yeah um yeah so now I'm much much happier with it because I was able to use like much more like emotional elements in the comic as opposed to just like making it about a lot of dialogue, which is boring.
1: I uh, have a similar, you know, like when I'm sitting down and I, I feel that way right now as I'm working on this yeah new book myself. And like you said, I do it, you know, panel by panel. And there's that thing that animates us inside, you know. It's not really discernibly describable with the human tongue. It really right, can only be yeah. demonstrated onto the paper. I think, you know, right. as visual human beings, for the most part, uh, people, you know, who can see uh, really take it for granted, I know, you know. And I think that mm-hmm. has, that accompanies the uh, the accustomed of treating cartoonists in America like you and I like shit, basically, you know, uh, and that hard ass struggle,
0: you know, and uh, if, yeah, it's definitely totally unfair. Nope, you know, totally unfair. Um, S- surrounded by but, fucking uh,
1: assholes too, nonetheless.
0: You know, in, in <laughs> other countries, in other countries, they treat cartoonists way better. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. even in Canada, even in Canada, you know, just to go you know, to, the, to our neighbors, you know, it's Canada and Mexico, they treat their cartoonists way better. You know, they're part of, like, their cultural heritage. Um, in the U.S., like, you know, we are just exploited uh, in, in as many ways as they possibly can, um, you know, and just turn the characters into cartoons and movies and toys and, and stuff like that. It's just a know?
1: merchandising I mean, racket.
0: Well, it's 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 cool when like the uh, owner of the of the you know the owner you know gets gets compensated, right? You know, like the creator gets compensated, then it, then it's all good. But that that almost never happens. And even like especially in America,
1: one... <laughs> no way. Dude.
0: Well, sure, sure, but like even in like the biggest um, you know scenarios, like when Disney bought uh, Lucas, you know, Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. Even he's complaining about uh, them not doing what he thinks they should be doing. You know, so um, it's, uh, I just feel like it's always going to be a a rotten deal, you know? And so I think what really, you know, what we are left with is to make something that is, you know, actually like, you know, that we feel proud of, you know? That we feel like it's like something that like uh, says what we feel inside, you know. Yep. There's like um, there's only there's only you know um, like a few there's like very few few pleasures that we're gonna get out of this out of this deal, you know. And so we might as well you know say say what we think and feel in our artwork.
1: That was uh, definitely one of the main reasons I wanted you on here, because, you know, as your own artist, Carlo, you know, I've just had respect the whole time since I met you through Mike, you know, and all of us were living up in uh Upper uh, West Side, right? Like off 180,
0: mm-hmm. the 180s. Yeah, upper, uppers. upper, upper.
1: Yep, upper, upper. And uh, that was a cool little time to have met you, man. I remember we were watching uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D the ghost writer <laughs> was uh-huh. the, on that fourth seat. But that was really, we were talking more about comics. And uh, I, the more I like, you gave me a bunch of your comics and I went back and read them and uh, I was a fan right then.
0: That's cool.
1: Yep. Cause that was like four or five years ago now, man.
0: That's cool. Isn't that that's crazy?
1: Cool,
0: yeah, <laughs> Yeah, man. I, I went just, fast. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's, that's why we have to enjoy, enjoy it well while it lasts, you know? I think there's also like an actual, you know, I started making this comic about a meteor, and then I heard on the news there was a meteor coming also.
1: Oh yeah, there's Before always time. a meteor coming, Carl. You know that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh... this meteor,
0: this meteor is hitting, is hitting the Earth on on November third, which is the election day.
1: Oh sweet! All
0: yeah. right, well, and I just, you know, who I I wanted to hit with just one person. <laughs> him, you know, like right on the head you know even if it burns up to be just a little pebble you know it'll be coming at such speed that it'll just go through right through you know, <laughs> right through the pumpkin's head
1: well just you gotta draw it man cause I, I noticed a lot of time uh, the things that powerful minded you know individuals such as you and I uh, end up drawing and have the ability to you know um, I noticed that you can manifest it it's a magic tool you know and right. uh if you want you know you'll bring it into manifestation you know that's why i decided to go ahead and give my cartoon character a good run this time you know
0: right you got to you got to make him go through good things
1: but you know he's uh where he lives you know there's uh specific like uh privileges that you know are kind of like white privilege here You know, where you, 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 uh, are working with animals though in an animal mentality. Like, uh, you know, for instance, uh, you, it's, it's okay to eat meat, but if you eat a vegetable, that's the same as slaughtering a cow here. And then, uh, and then, you know, because I got that from doing a study on a seismograph, um, with plants and carrots. And mm-hmm. people were like, oh, it doesn't bleed, it doesn't have a mouth, it doesn't feel pain. Well, I hate to tell you, but just because you don't see any of those physical characteristics, it feels the mm-hmm. exact pain that a cow does. And if you don't believe me, go and fucking look it up. Uh, not you, Carlo, but the viewer out there, because I've heard it a lot. Lady skeptics, You know, I've heard it a lot. I've heard people be like, oh, it's okay to eat the vegetables because they don't feel pain. Well, it's the crock of shit. As soon as you rip them out of the roots, for one, <laughs> they're screaming. Right. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard of that.
0: Yeah, I I totally don't think that pain is like a reason not to eat something. Sure, you know that's like what feelings. they do base hope,
1: it off of though a lot. Say you know,
0: like feelings. You know, fish don't have feelings. I'm like, you know what? It, it doesn't fucking matter.
1: And they don't know like, that. <laughs> you people know?
0: are just trying to make excuses. <laughs> yeah, you know, but they don't really. I don't. I don't know. I, you don't I know what the, the fuck really a fish is feeling. Have, <laughs> you know? I don't think people have to make excuses.
1: No, man. uh, uh-uh. uh, And also, um, another thing that was a major point, you know, was, uh, uh, you know, if you like, for instance, you know, we can call a rabbit a rabbit here on Earth. It's not a big deal. Hey, look, there's a rabbit or there's a giraffe or there's a rhinoceros, etc. But if you call any of these humanals on Earth. That are based off those animals here. If you call, like, a guy a rhinoceros, you just dropped an R-bomb, dude. Right. You know, you can't say that. You can't say that kind of... You can't come up to Aldrin, who's the main character, and be like, Oh, what a cute rabbit, motherfucker. He's probably going to sock your ass. You know, take it really defensive, you know. And uh, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there are these things that are parallel, which you wouldn't be, like, thinking about as being issues here on Earth. You know, because the things that we don't think aren't issues are and the ones that are really aren't and uh there's some kind of importance to it
0: yeah
1: you know um
0: like the social it's all about social interaction i yeah i think that's what's cool about uh your comics is that you 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 point out that you do think about those things yeah you do think about them you think about them to the point where you're making comics about them
1: Changing the reality of the physics of it. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, because you because you're working out some shit about it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what's cool about uh, your comments is that it's 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 about how you observe uh, people uh, interacting, and you know people interacting around you. You know, like uh, you know what they say about you know an environment that's being observed. Yeah, it changes by because of the observer you yeah. know yeah so that's um
1: that's it that's how i felt when i read your comic man it moved me dude i actually read one that you had online the other day and uh you know i i started crying
0: oh which one's that uh
1: the kid getting beat it was like a silent panel oh, to panel yeah. ma- uh, narrative i'm assuming that yeah. was based off of uh
0: oh that was a real thing man yep that's what I was but, about to uh, say. Because my my, my parents believed in, in, I mean, I don't know, if they do anymore. But I mean, I, I complain about it, you know, to my my cousins and stuff because they have they have kids right now, and they believe in corporal punishment too. But, um, you know, I don't I don't think so. I think I think it was tried for a long time, and I think I think I think it it's obviously a failure. Obviously, you know, yeah. As, as a <laughs> yeah, And so just 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 you know, trying to put it in some terms that they will understand, you know, because like if what they're looking for is like, you know, disciplined kids, then there's got to be some other way, you know, to to do that, because I, I just, I don't, I don't think I got anything good out of it, you know. Uh, That's why at the end of my comic, the end of the comic you're talking about, it's a a little comic that, uh, kind of like a silent comic without any words. Yeah. About uh, when I was uh, young, I I shoplifted a a mechanical pencil. And then my dad found it and gave me a spanking. But at the end of the comic, I'm still dreaming about that mechanical pencil. Yeah. And so not only did I take that beating, right, for that pencil. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's how much I love that pencil. It was amazing. You know, like it's. I, I wanted to make it about you know, no more child beating, but also I wanted to make yeah. it a comic about how much I loved that pencil. You know that I went through that. I com- you know I committed a crime. I shoplifted that um, when I was a little kid, um, but um, it's just because that's how much I wanted it. You know, and so I kind of wanted to. You know, make that the the final point. That it wasn't about... I wasn't making this comment to get back at my parents for beating me. It was just to show how much I love that pencil. Yeah. Know? Besides, I already I already worked that stuff out with my family. And I, um, I forgive them. And I feel so liberated by that. Uh, because I used to be really pissed at them um, about how they were when they were young but uh, you know when they had me they were just like 20 years old so and and because I was born September 1st I know that they had me by accident on some New Year's party you know what I'm saying I think they met at some disco party in 78 and didn't mean to have me you know it doesn't make me feel bad I'm what you call a love child yeah you know They were just super hot, young Peruvian disco dancers, (laughs) right? Yeah. That's what I'm picturing in my head because every weekend my parents had a uh, dance party at our house. and They would play disco music, kind of like to bring that moment back, that feeling back, you know? So I think I come out of that era, right, of like partying. And like dancing and having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, before their life became like serious, you know. So, um, I feel like now I can like look at them and, you know, not judge them anymore, right? Because I used to judge them. That's
1: that's so, where it was at. So hard, yeah.
0: Right. But uh, I'm not mad at them anymore, so it's it's easier for me not to not to judge them. You know, but it's, I, a I it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing
1: for the individual, man. The, you know, especially these days, man. The forgiveness. I sucked. I fucking. Well, hate, I hate motherfuckers, man. Just straight up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I understand. But you know, what, my
0: my dad became a diabetic, and um, also a couple of my friends' dads died. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? That's gonna be. I'm gonna be as sad as my friend here who who didn't get to talk to his dad before he died. You were and able so to rage it. Yeah. Right. I initiated that. And I was like, "Look, you're an old man now. You're gonna die soon. Yeah, let's work this out." And he agreed, you know. So yeah, we were able to to work it out. And and now it's kind of crazy because his diabetes is, is making him go deaf. Okay. Yeah. And like, even though he's he's the one who um, loved comics also when when we were uh, when I was growing up, he's the one who bought comics, and um, I just you know read them when whenever he wasn't at home um but what he really loves is music and rock american rock music okay yeah and he's also like a dj and like wants to enjoy you know enjoy that um but he's going deaf right so there it's a little bit sad it's a little you know now that he has now he's retired and has time to like you know listen to rock music you know, it's, it's it's getting more difficult. So I also have a little bit of sympathy for him now. You know,
1: it's interesting. So
0: if it wasn't for those things that were happening to him, <laughs> I'd yeah. still be angry with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd still be pissed. Yeah, but yeah. Um, now, now he's now he's now he's the weak one.
1: It changed right? your empathy. Don't...
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I'm the big. Now I'm the one who's big and strong, and he's the one who's weak, right? So, yeah, it definitely changes my attitude about it.
1: I, I wanted to ask a question about the comics and your uh, and reactions to it, you know, because um, you're such your own entity, and when I see your comic, you remind me of me and or Mike, you know, where that's us. No one else can emulate that thing. That, Basically, yeah. Yeah, you know, right. we're like our own entities. I was wondering, yeah. like, you know... As Like being in in the gay community, as I wanted to ask, like, were there like members in the gay community that were offended by your book, that were like, that ever gave totally. you grief about totally. it? I wanted from to get some beginning. of that. That's from what I want to talk about <laughs> from this even point, you know.
0: College. Even when I was in college, <clears throat> I had uh, one uh, instructor who is a famous artist and, and even more famous now. Um, but... He's um, he's also an out gay artist, and he um, said to me to be careful not to um, uh, perpetuate the negative stereotypes about queer cool people right? yeah. and gay people, right? Because it justifies the violence against gay people, right? Yeah. They say, you know, look at this stereotype. Um, that's why, you know, they don't have the same rights or whatever, right? Yeah. Or like I had done this drawing. I was in college and um, at SVA and I would go down 23rd Street all, all every every day and I would see rich gays with a lot of shopping bags walk right by homeless people. And I would, you know, as a gay person, I'd be so mad. I would be so mad. That this was happening because I feel like, um, well, I guess I just, you know, this is also another personality problem. Yeah. You know, I just, I just, you know, felt like, you know, we're, you know, more empathic, you know, like we're more, we're better than this, yeah. right? Like we've been through so much shit as a community. Like we, we should be better than this, you know. Should should do more and, and treat people better, right? And 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 I was just you know feeling like I.
1: We're missing you know, I out on the humanity out, of it. I wanted to point yeah.
0: out. I wanted to point out how um, you know we were not doing right. You know, mm-hmm. so I I made you know the assignment was to create like a a you know like a New Yorker New Yorker style cartoon. Yeah, and I drew. I drew a rich gay person with shopping bags saying to the homeless person, oh, I'm sorry, my hands are full. And I thought, oh, man, I'm so clever. You know, I'm a genius. <laughs> Everybody's going to be on my side and be like, yeah, um, you know, feed the poor, you know, feed the needy or whatever, right? Yeah. And I showed it to the guy, and he was so mad. Well, I think first he thought that I was not gay, and I was making fun of gays. Really? You know, and I was just like, no, no, no. What the fuck gave him that that impression? (laughs) Well, because I probably don't dress like in a typical, you know, I don't know. You weren't stereotyping
1: yourself, you mean?
0: Yeah, like, it just made me also think, like, oh, I, I'm not dressing gay enough. Obviously. God, I, that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> but so, I had to point out, well, first of all, I am uh, part of the gay community. Yeah. And what I was pointing out is the, um, you know, you know that that, uh, that people, you know, especially rich people, should be giving money to, to the poor. Yeah. I, I didn't know what was, what was wrong with that. But then he pointed out how this could be misinterpreted, right?
1: Yeah.
0: How my... You know, it's not... My, it's not, in a way, anyone's fault. It's just that what happens is that there's people out there who are, are looking at the art, but they're not seeing the entire context, right? And so they will interpret it however they want, right? And so... It's really it's like almost it's almost like a trap. It's almost like a trap when you make comics about like your your community, right? Like sometimes I make comics about Latino people, right? Even my my comic against Trump is a parody of Superman. It's called Supermanuel. You've seen that, right?
1: Oh yeah, I remember. The, yeah, the
0: one. It's like a color comic, and so mm-hmm. you know, in it, he says expressions in Spanish. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm kind of taking the piss out of it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with it too. I'm having fun being Latin. Right. I'm having. I'm enjoying being Latin. Like yeah. the character is being, you know, himself when he's like saying expressions in Spanish or or actually expressions that are only in like Peruvian Spanish. Right. Because that's my little. That's Like you said, you put yourself into your work. Yeah, you right? throw it in. And so I know that, um, you know, somebody could take this and could use this as some kind of, you know, like, make, you know, thinking that this is making fun of Latin people, right? Um, trying to fight against, you know, this, you know, huge enemy, right? Yeah. But um you know like like the comic the you the okay so I I have a, a nickname which is is Uranus like the planet right. right? <laughs> and so I use I use that as like a way to um, I also is the name of that's also the name of my gay comic right it's called Uranus Comics. Yeah, it's your imprint. Is, yeah, and it's inspired by this independent magazine called Bud Magazine, okay? Hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Maybe, but it's a it's a publication that's like published in like in pink, paper. and like even like the photographs and everything in it has is on pink paper, right? And so I always felt like it was something that would you know if somebody saw you reading that, it would immediately be a sign that you were a gay person, you know. Not only is the paper pink, but the magazine is called But. Right. right? And so they always had photographs, you know, and I sent them my work, and, and they were, they were just not into it. They just don't publish comics or drawings that much, really. And so, and you know, they're not even in print anymore. I think it's only an online thing now. But anyway, I was inspired by the name, Bud Magazine, and I was like, oh, I'll just call mine Uranus, because it's like a <laughs> double, you know, double. I've always you know, loved it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a Bud joke. I, I always thought it was cute. Um, but um, when I, you know, present it to people, sometimes they're upset about it. Um, I, I even managed to write the word um, Uranus in another comic um, that was published um, in 2014. And um, the book is called uh, Queer, and instead of an E, it's a it's a three right so it's a it's a thirty three so there's thirty three gay artists or queer artists in the book like uh, gay and lesbian and trans people yes and um the book got the Eisner Award in 2014 oh sweet okay? dude. so I thought you know and and I I thought there was nothing wrong with this book I thought I thought this book you know like everybody I thought everybody liked it you know cuz it even got this prize i was like oh this is cool um, okay so i'm what i'm getting at is i saw a, a bad review of the book on uh, like a conservative you know book website where they review books okay and this and the queer book was one of the books that was being reviewed and the person who wrote the review didn't write my name but they wrote down the num the page number that I'm in right yeah and basically said that they could only read the book until they got to my page and then they they had to put the book down because they should have there should there should have been a um a warning that uh, that they were gonna be you know, swear words and and like uh you know queer expressions. Right.
1: <laughs> so like a, as far as like an age indicator or just all together, whatever they They
0: said they said where are the trigger warnings? Right? And they even they even cursed in their own review, right? Mm-hmm. Like what they're like where the fuck are oh. to me. Say
1: it right. again, I lost you just for a minute.
0: Oh, they said, you know where the where the F is the trigger warning. Yeah, you know, like they that was an ironic statement to me because they they were cursing on their review.
1: Plus, they have um, obviously never read a fucking underground comic book.
0: Well, it's also called queer,
1: right? <laughs> like it's Point kind of warning. telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: And, and so, you know, in my comic, there's a political like. He calls himself a political person. You know, the, the comic itself is, is is all about the um, conversations that take place in a queer party. You know, people talk about getting tested. People talk about um, access to healthcare. You know, like the in, the intense things on that can only happen when when queer people, people are gathering. You know, they will talk about their basic issues, right? Yeah. And so, and sometimes people will flirt. With each other while they're talking about these serious issues. That's right? true.
1: Yeah.
0: And so in my comic, these two guys start talking about HIV and PrEP. You know what I mean? You know what that is? It's like the pill yeah. you take to to prevent HIV. Yep. Uh, but this was this was in 2014 when it was only being tested. Right. Yeah. And okay. so you know I thought I was being really cool, you know, by talking about all these things. And you know, there's like not just that bad critique, but like person after person after person saying um, there's like negative gay stereotypes, and somebody else complained that there's too many uh, there's there's enough like cis male comics in the book, and another one says hmm. um, like you know that my work is I'm a Or something. Um, And I, you know, I was crushed. I was, you know, devastated. (laughs) It was worse than getting beat up by this fucking dude in the street, you know? Um, Here I thought everything was fine with that comic and everything. And now I'm thinking, now I'm figuring out that stuff that I wrote in that book is offending people now, right? New people, you know, people who were never meant to offend. You know, but they are not used to seeing, you know, these types of comics, you know, like uh, that are like more independent. right? Yeah. Um, there's so there's there's just so many books that are, are, are sanitized for the purpose of being marketable. Right.
1: Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. I
0: understand. I understand you know they're thinking with the wallets right yeah and definitely. you know they're dedicating their whole lives and and probably their their family you know their their money and the family's money into making money from this artwork right so i can understand that you know and like even comics that i you know i i've also you know changed the way that i make comics you know i don't use as many curse words as before, you know, before I felt like it was essential that my characters express themselves, you know, in this forceful way, right, um, but now I'm also understanding that that will keep, you know, my comic from getting in a library, you know, or keep my comic from getting into, like, if I have, like, penises in my comics, you know, it's only going to be sold at certain places, you know? Yeah, it's
1: an 18 and over book.
0: So I have to play a game where I, you know, where I have to, like, be flexible, you know? And and be clever, right? Because I also want to survive as a cartoonist.
1: Yeah, you know? yep.
0: And so even though there's like obstacles in my way, you know, when I want to get published, you know, by other people and like in, in, in other publications or if I want to be in a certain art show, you know, there's only certain things that I will show those people. But I'm also still doing my own work, you know, that I'm publishing myself. And then I'm doing with Mike where I can do and say whatever I want, you know? So I think that,
1: we definitely have our own comics group going on
0: you know right yep <laughs> but like um you know even even as a as a person like before when i was younger like i would only be like a top you know like i would i would never dare to bottom for for anybody yeah you know and now that i'm older and also other people have demanded me to bottom right <laughs> then I was like, "hmm, maybe I can be more flexible and and be more versatile. that the word is is versatile, you know like when when you top and bottom yeah that's what that's what you call a versatile top or bottom basically, so I feel like that's also you know part of the growth you know as an artist is to be able to be versatile and you know, be able to do, you know, many things, you know, not just, not just one thing, you know. Um, I think it's important to, like, have more people read the comics, you know. Um, At the same time, though, like, when I put everything on my website, you know, I have to keep in all of the comics that I made, like, even if they offended other people, it's still part of what I did, you know? Um, And like, part of like what, uh, you know, people who know, you know, these books and people who have written about my work, I mean, it's not that they expect that from me. I'm just, you know, not going to I'm not going to apologize for the stuff I did, you know? No. Um, Don't. I'm not going to apologize. You know, yeah. I, I'm not going to go back and change the word into something else. Just because... Just so that I won't offend, yeah. you know, this one, you know, evil reviewer.
1: That's really all it comes right. down to. It's a handful of these guys who think the, the census of the world just runs around their ass, you know? I mean
0: I don't know who treats them like that but it's it's terrible for artists because you know we you know we we our work comes out this way right it's not like we're not machines you know we're not machines that can just like you know manufacture what what they want
1: And not just in in comic book form, but in any form, y'all. Like, motherfuckers need to lay off about what you're expecting out of people. You know what I mean? What you think you're going to get and it doesn't contort around your little, you know, personal view and stuff. You know, Uh, me and Carlo here and Mike Diana and I know a handful of people who have done underground comics and have just gotten the same, you know, shit you know, uh, Mm -hmm. you push the gay aspect. I push the mental health aspect, you know, where it's like, I like showing how degrading, you know, people react to, uh, specific, you know, uh, which is really just human shit that we're capturing and, and, and really putting it in there. And that's really how people feel, how they talk. There's not just, you know, it's, it's when you It's when you start getting restrictive, and you know all this other shit. You kind of are forcing this, you know, socialist Nazi bullshit down everybody else's throat, and
0: And taking the liberty away
1: from the from the individual artist.
0: And I think that we, you know, even though we're making our independent work, our I think our comics are trying to appeal to people, at least like in the you know in 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 the humorous aspect. Yeah, you know, because there's lots of jokes. You know, lots of, like, uh, lots of, you know, funny moments. Yeah. I think are in the comic um, that, you know, I guess the people that do like the comics appreciate that, you know, and, and that's that's, you know, what keeps it still as a, you know, kind of like a traditional comic, like in the way that people expect comics to, like, lighten your, you know, lighten your mood or, like, brighten your day. Or whatever, right? Like, not every comic is 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 made for that. No, like some comics can really bum you out or like freak you out. You know, like it's just it's just it's just weird to me how people still expect comics to be something that is like for kids. Like, even though in other parts of the world, adult comics are their own industry. Yeah. And I'm not talking about porn. That's a whole other.
1: No. Yeah, it is its own.
0: That's a whole other thing. Yep. I'm just talking about comics, like where adult you know things are happening. There's even comics in France about like dad, like dad comics. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, here it just sounds so. You know, it's it's almost like how they make sitcoms here about a dad with his kids.
1: Yeah. Another fucking James Belushi, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: (laughs) in, in France, they have that, but in a comic version where it's like actually like well written and like beautifully drawn, great colors, right? And it's still this like superficial, you know, commercial thing, but it only exists in Europe. Or in Japan, it doesn't exist here, you know.
1: Yep it's um, it's like you know it's not. <laughs> here's the th- where people get confused they they're not looking at it as a format to uh, uh, translate stories or anything like that. They just got in their mind, you know, it's like right out of the Frederick Wortham seduction of the innocent era when they were fucking putting the comics code on EC Comics for being too bloody you know? Yeah. And, uh, that was the classic example. You all go back and do the study on the seduction of the innocent because everything you're talking about right now kind of started there in that 54, 55 crevice, you know? Mm. And, and it's still, it's not that it's changed. It's just rearranged. People still don't get the fucking idea of what comics really are as a translating, media a translating uh, medium, man, you know? And, uh, you know, they'll just go yeah, ahead. I
0: think I think comics have been really stunted here. You know, after what happened with uh, the seduction of the innocent and mm-hmm. the um, you know Senate hearings yep. and the uh, end of E.C., I think it made comics. I don't think they're ever going to uh, grow <coughs> up. Um, I think uh, I think that uh, the the comics that are now being done for general audiences don't have anything to do with superheroes. Nope. They have to just do with like regular people. And they're not being published by Marvel and DC. They're being published by like small publishers, like regular publishers that are looking for you know, they're still looking for a marketable, you know,
1: obviously, yeah, but
0: typical, you know, falling in love for the first time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But at least now they're being published for regular people about regular people, you know? And uh, but but they're all copying uh Canadian and European publishing houses, so it's it's catching on slowly, but um, but there needs to be you know just more more venues, more venues for you know for art, you know. That's that's why, like, uh, you know, we're, we're self publishing because we have to create our own venues, uh, because. You know, people are just – they're just afraid. I think they're just afraid of what's going to happen to them, you know, when they publish our, our work. Um, you know, I, I sometimes feel like, you know, people who want to publish me, you know, I, uh, I'll i take whatever deal because I'm just, you know, kind of shocked that anybody wants to take a chance, you know, because I know that there's stuff in the in the comic that's going to offend people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but and purposefully, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah way, that's
1: I well, mean, it's our right. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, but then yeah. I mean, I definitely want to continue to, you know, learn to to be a better cartoonist. You know, and I want to learn more about stru- story structure. You know, and character development. It's important and tension and yeah, and all of those basic things. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, When I was going to school, I just learned, you know, to make comics as though I was some illustrator. But I started writing my own comics uh, on my own and just kind of started to just do it, um, you know, instinctively. Um, But I, you know, like I said, like I, you know, it's like learning another language, you know, to, to be able to know how to write a screenplay or to write a script for your comic. You know, that's like another type of comic making That I want to learn how to do. You know, I want to know how to do that. And I want to be good at
1: it, too. And you are already, man, in my opinion. Hey, look, there's the Uranus bomb. (laughs) It just went off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We we hit a 55-minute mark. Well, I, I also wanted to, you know, in the last few minutes, on the same token, I wanted to, like, point out that it's not cool that these established underground guys who have been around a while kind of for lack of a better term, cock block you, you know, uh, I've noticed a lot of that too, man. Um, there was a one particular, you were talking about the New Yorker style strip earlier. Did you say you took that to the New Yorker directly?
0: Oh, no, no. That was just an exercise in in college.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Um, there was this one point where I remember Mike was telling me he was trying to get in on the, uh, a strip into the New Yorker. And Eileen Crum was the one that had kind of was like, nope. And I was like, man, you know, these guys who are like in the higher up uh, underground comics magistrate that have been established and all this shit, you know. Yeah. That puts a fucking kind of a hard lean on movement, too, for smaller people like you and me and Mike, you know, who are like, you know.
0: Sure,
1: uh, sure. And I just thought that was another interesting. I can't
0: wait until I'm the one in charge you know
1: yeah that's when you cut down through the shit um, man that's it
0: <laughs> yeah but you know i also know that the the moment where i'm the editor that their their readership is gonna go down <laughs> it's gonna go way
1: down i'm gonna be right you know? there with you and it's gonna be fucking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it's be like crashing a plane you know or like you know how
0: uh, every time troy you know, flies the Enterprise, she crashes it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to be like.
1: That's yeah. fucking hilarious. If she's cute doing it, though. So you gotta give her that much.
0: You know, no. there's, there's uh, <laughs> you know the, the creator, I forget this guy's name, but I read an article on Bleeding Cool that was uh, one, oh, one yeah. of the writers of the, of the Punisher, I think maybe the creator of The Punisher, yep. was going around saying that um, all superhero comics should be cancelled. And that um... They should, you know, basically begin a whole new series of uh, of comics. Like, if Marvel and DC want to keep publishing stuff, they should have, like, um, you know, they should basically copy the format of of uh, European publishers and Japanese publishers, where they have like uh, different imprints for different age groups. Um, which sounds really great to me because, you know, I feel like there has to be like uh, mainstream push for adult comics, right? Like yeah. We're, we're seeing that with, like, um, you know, m- heavy metal still going on, and there's another yep. b- comic called Soft Wood, hmm. which is supposed to be, like, a humor version of heavy metal. Look for that. Yeah, uh, I will. Huh. It's, it's supposed to be interesting. Um, <laughs> Softwood. <but> <laughs> I, 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 I love I it. That, you know, I think that, you know, I think it's it's a good idea to, to just get, you know, more sophisticated and, and you know, better looking, you know, uh, color printing and just whatever it takes, you know, to make our comics look as good as, you know, the, the expensive comics. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, I do even if we're even if we're independent, you know.
1: Man, that's a great note to end it on here, man. We're at the end of the hour, guys. I wanna thank you, Carlo Keyspe for coming and hanging out and sharing this wisdom with us. You're a wonderful friend. You're a wonderful dude. I look forward to you getting the just rights that you fucking deserve, just like me and my other friends who have been pushing our own shit for a while now and have our own name on it. And guys out there, like I keep telling you every episode, I'm going to keep getting more DIY guests like Carlo here, but don't be afraid to push it, and don't be afraid to take the gruff and do the time or whatever it is uh, that you're gonna get punished for your art. That means you're fucking doing something right out there. Am I right, Carlo?
0: Yeah, that's when you know. That's when you can finally do something to figure out what it is you're doing.
1: I love that. That's a. That's there's your freedom, guys. There's your liberation, okay. and there's your fucking art therapy. And I'm gonna close it out here. Carlo, hold on the line. I'll be right back. Okay, man. Wow. <laughs> Oh, that means we have to go. That's what the pig said. (laughs) Carlo, thank you for joining us today. This was an important episode and, uh, you know, we gotta break down these fucking stereotypes. And, specifically, the good news for the cartoonists, you're living in the fucking wrong country if you wanted respect. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to America the most degrading fucking place to live if you're a cartoonist. They treat cartoonists like shit. You gotta be into clicky little families or whatever. Or you gotta fucking do whatever you gotta do to get in. Kinda fucking sucks. But Carlo, you're a good friend. Thank you for the inspiration. And guys, don't forget. Do your shit. Don't worry about what the fuck other people think. And I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Adam Reed GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Carlo, who do I got in the studio? Can you give me a full name, please?
0: My name is Carlo Quispe. Carlo
1: Quispe. That is a name that demands respect.